Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. How do you balance five children that I would assume have very different interests while maintaining your marriage and your personal interests? Yeah, that was, that was a challenge. And I think it's a challenge for every parent. Um, you know, obviously our kids are all grown and gone now. And so the, we have a different challenge. I don't get to see them as often. Um, I have lots more free time, but it's kind of, sometimes it feels awfully quiet in the house. When they were younger, when they were all home and, you know, the, their different ages and their different interests, as you mentioned, we had to sort of make decisions about what we were going to do and what our day-to-day life was going to be like as a family. And for us, we really prioritized family time together. And it would have been really, really easy to uh, be just running constantly, taking kids to different events and stuff. Now, we homeschooled them for 10 years, and that made a huge difference. We were together a lot. We kind of made a a decision when they were younger, you know, as they got older and could have been doing different things, that they really, each kid could kind of only have one activity uh, at a time, the outside activity. Mm -hmm. So we weren't going to have them, you know, playing soccer and taking dance lessons and being in this club and that club and that class. Um, Everybody got one thing that was kind of their thing. And uh, other than that, we we tried to be home together most evenings mm-hmm. and um and not be running around a lot some people would feel like okay well you deprived them of all these enriching activities maybe i don't know maybe one of them would have maybe it would be different their lives would be different if we had let them sign up for everything that they were interested in but our family wouldn't have been the same as it was. And I don't know if if we had done it differently, if they would still, now that they are gone and have families of their own, would still want to come home together as, and be together as much as they do now. Now, when one of them comes in from out of town, all the others that can will come as well so they can all hang out together and, and do things together. So to, for us, those relationships were more important than all these sort of enrichment activities that they could have participated in. Well, I absolutely love this. And I think that that's one of the, the struggles of parenting, right? You want to make sure that your kids are involved in the right activities, that you're making sure they still have time with their family, that they have time with all this other different things. Uh, and when they don't feel like they're involved in all these other extracurricular activities and stuff, it's really easy for us as parents to feel like we're failing at this whole thing called parenthood. So what is a time when you felt like maybe you fell a little short uh, with, with your sons and daughters 
but you learned such a powerful lesson from that event. I could list so many times that I felt like I fell short. You know, I look back in the years when they were all home and I, it's real easy for me to remember the times I lost my patience with them. Yeah. When I, you know, got worked up over something that in the long run, I can see now did not matter. Yeah. Um, whether it was because they, you know, a kid ate the dirt out of the plants or <laughs> something got broken or somebody did something they shouldn't have done. And I, you know, came unhinged on them and yelled at everybody. I, any number of times that I did things like that, that I regret uh, now, you know, uh, the lesson, and so I, you know, to pick one would be really hard. There were lots of those. I was not a perfect parent by any stretch. There were so many things that if I could go back and do it over again, knowing what I know now, I would do differently. But we don't get a second shot at it. So that's the hard thing. We know it matters very much what kind of parent we are. And we, we sort of can beat up on ourselves. Uh, about that when we're in the midst of it when we have those moments where we lose our patience and we yell at a kid or you know what whatever you know the family still jokes about the time we all uh, we left church my husband and I in separate cars after an evening service and got home and discovered we'd left a kid behind (laughs) (laughs) things like the family still jokes about that now you know he was fine he was with the pastor and we went back and got him but um you know the things I regret most are the times I lost patience and yelled at people um the lesson I've learned I didn't learn in the moment I learned later and and that is I was having one of those times this was just a couple years ago uh, when I was feeling really bad I was remembering the different things that I didn't do as well as I wish I had and I sent out a group we have you know group text messages where where all the kids and Mike and I are on I sent out a message to the kids and I said I you know did we did we ever do anything right we, (laughs) we messed things up so badly um you know I don't remember exactly what I said, but that was basically, you know, have we messed things up so badly? I'm sorry for the things we did wrong. The messages I got back from my kids, um, one of them, and this was our oldest son, who he's the one who's in the Navy, and he and I are the most alike, and so we butted heads a lot when when (laughs) we were growing up. But the kids responded and said, what I remember is that you always wanted us around you took us with you when you went places and um we never felt like we were in the way we you know i i remember you know that you would play this music for us and i liked it so much that i went and found it so i could play it for my kids and and but that was that we that we had dinner together most nights those were the things they remember and so here's the lesson i learned that i would say for young parents, yeah, we try to do things right. Try to be patient with your kids. Try to, you know, make the right decisions for them. But know this, what they're going to remember when they're grown is how much you loved them. Mm -hmm. They're going to remember the good stuff. 
mm-hmm. not not the what, the things that you think you messed up. And I I cling to that because there are lots of things I wish I had done differently when my kids were growing up, and I don't get a chance I don't get a do over. But what I comfort myself with is that they remember the fun stuff. They remember, you know, the good things. They don't remember that we didn't have any money when they were growing up. They remember the fun stuff we did. And, um, and again, they still, they like to come home and hang out with us and they like to hang out with each other. And to me, that's a win. Mm-hmm. I, I love that that it, it, you've developed, a, you've created a legacy for your kids is what you've really done. Um, do you have any advice for the busy parent who's wanting to create that legacy for themselves and their children? Yeah, <laughs> just, just hang out with them. Yeah. You don't have to create, you don't have to buy them stuff. It's not the stuff they have that makes a difference. It's not, that, that's not what they're gonna remember the 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 way you build a relationship at least this is what I've seen um is by the time you spend with them and so we had five kids um it's hard to get one-on-one time with them we would do things like if I was going to the grocery store I'd take one of them with me or if Mike was going to Home Depot or something he'd grab one of the kids and take them with so it wasn't like we're going to sit and do whatever you want to do honey you're in charge if there was not time for that for us but they came along with us to you know whatever errands we were running and those were times we could talk about stuff and 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 so I would say first of all give yourself a little bit of grace You're, you you don't have to do everything right whatever right means you know whatever the experts out there telling us that, you know, you've got to do A, B, and C in order to be a good parent, and you got to get your kids in the right school, and you got to get, you know, do all this stuff. I don't think any of that matters. That's just my opinion. What what they want is to see your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to know you love them, and you show that by the time you spend with them. And yeah, we have work we have to do, but you can build in to all the stuff to all those things that we have to do time with the kids and that counts whether it's you know baking cookies with the kids and you know for the holidays or just taking them with you while you run errands taking you know one at a time or something those are the things that are going to make a difference yeah at least that's what my kids tell me yeah what i'm really hearing you say is that you, you just include them in everything that you're doing and yeah I love that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to spend every minute with them either. Like I said, there were days when it's like, I love you guys, but I can't, I can't look at your faces. <laughs> but I got I need an hour when nobody's saying mama, 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 mommy, mom, mom, mommy, mama, mama, mommy, mom. You know, that is my I'm life right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it totally is when they're little. And so some, sometimes, again, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Help each other, you know. Sorry. I will have to edit this out. Somebody, I'm downtown. Somebody's making noise. Um, help each other out to, to give each other those breaks. And, you know, you got to be happy with an hour. And... Find some time when the two of you can just be together. Put the kids to bed at a decent hour. So so we didn't have time to go out or, or money to go out on dates when our kids were little. 
So they went to bed at a decent hour and we would have time, just the two of us, whether it's watching a movie together or playing cards with friends or something, you know, that's how we sort of nurtured that relationship between the two of us um, when we had lots of little kids and no money to go anywhere. I absolutely love it. I love how you have prioritized your family over your business, your work and different things like that. And you can hear that. You can hear the passion in your voice when you're talking about this awesome 40 year marriage. Uh, you can hear the passion in your voice when you're talking about your kids and do me a favor and thank your son for his service. Uh, and that, that is something that really hits home with, with me. Um, but thank him for his service and thank him for our freedom. It means a lot to us. Uh, so as we started this interview, we talked about how busy you are. You're a lawyer. You've got a whole bunch of different heights, uh, side hustles. You're in a great committed marriage. You're, you know, you've got kids that are out of the home, but they're coming home and, and visiting and different things like that. So what was it that made you keep your day job when to a lot of people and even to yourself, you're successful in these side ventures? Well, I kept my day job because um, we need the money. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, there are, well, and, and that sounds like a flippant answer, but it's, you know, it is how we pay for groceries. I mean, my husband works too, but, you know, like everybody else, we've got a mortgage and we've got, um, we've got to buy groceries and we want to help our kids out and do things like that. Uh, so that's the main reason I, I love being a lawyer. I like helping my clients. I like, you know, what I do. Um, it's not as fulfilling to me as some of the other things I do. The, the productive woman, the community that's grown up around the podcast, that, that and my family are my passions. Um, and I thought about transitioning to where I was making my living with, um, you know, things around the productive woman. And what I decided was I didn't, for me, I didn't want to do that because I want it to continue to be a passion project and not, uh, not just turn into a business. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have income from it. I, I do, um, I facilitate masterminds among women, small groups of women who want to support each other in, in going after the life that they're, they're wanting to make. I do coaching. I do some of those things. Um, but I don't want it to be my primary source of income because I don't want to make decisions about it based on money. My, and that, that kind of goes to a, you know, one of the things Mike and I decided a long, long time ago was that we were never going to make our decisions, um, you know, big decisions based on money. Mm -hmm. And, um, honestly, that gets harder as you become more, uh, more affluent as you have more stuff it, it you have to then really make um, concerted decisions not to you know keep doing this thing because well I make lots of money doing that like we want to do the right thing as we perceive it for for us and for our family uh, but I don't want to make decisions about the productive woman and that community based on money because everything I do on that side of my life, I do 
with the thought to how does it serve the, the people who are listening to the podcast and the, pe- the women who are in the community. I want to serve them as best I can without having to decide, well, is this going to be profitable if I do this thing? So that's why I, I decided to keep practicing law so I can, you know, that's a business for me. And I'll, you know, I do, I do my best job for my clients, but I don't have to think about the, the money piece of it on the productive woman side. I really like that, that you're, you know, you're, you're wanting to be the best person you can be without having to worry about the finances of it and being able to give help to people. Yeah, we're in that place right now where we're kind of worried about the finances. <laughs> Honestly, we, we, we try to be as open as we can here. Um, do you have any ideas or, or, or tips to people who are wanting to start something and what they can do to be successful in a, in a, in a business? I mean, that may not be your, your focus, but maybe you have some ideas for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think talk to people who do whatever it is that you think you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. I, I think like anything else, it's important to be as intentional as possible about what you pursue and how you're going to pursue it. And if you're wanting to start something as a business, whether, whether it's a podcast related thing or just whatever you want to do, think about what do you, what are you good at and what could, what could serve other people? So if you want to be successful at it, you got to find something you're good at and that you enjoy and that benefits other people in some way so that they'll pay you to do it. Um, you know, because if you're really good at it, but nobody wants it, then nobody's going to pay you to do it. If you're really good at it and you don't, but you don't like doing it, you're not going to be able to sustain it. We, you know, and so to me, it's, I, I think, and this is, you know, I've worked with some business coaches, Natalie Ekdahl, who, who hosts the Biz Chicks podcast and and has a community there she's a great um, resource for people that want to start a business and be successful at it and I've worked with her some and I I think she would tell you you know figure out what you love doing what you're good at and what people will pay you for and don't be afraid to charge them for it Um, I, I think so those things. And then the other thing I think is just figuring out what time you can devote to it. You know, figure out what are, what are your priorities? What's the most important thing? Do you make sure you're covering those things? Whether, you know, if you've got kids, you got to figure that into the equation. If you're married, you got to figure that relationship into the equation. How much time do you have to devote to this thing that you want to start? How can you be as efficient as possible with that time? to, to be, you know, to, to give it what it needs in order to get off the ground, launch well, and then be successful and be sustainable. I absolutely love that. And that kind of goes right into our next, uh, next question as we start to wind down here, you know, you are so busy, but you've been so productive. You've got an entire you know, side business all about productivity tips, tricks, tools, resources, and different things to help people stay organized. So what are some tips and tricks, you know, especially for busy parents, homeschooling parents, uh, to help us to be a more efficient parent, to help us to be more uh, productive in our marriage, to help us be, 
more productive and more organized in our business? Well, there are lots of things you can do, and it's it's some a lot of it's going to be different for everybody depending on what your situation is. But there are certain things. If I can tell, uh, could only give one suggestion to someone who wants to be productive in the sense of getting the things done that matter to them, and you know, building a, a meaningfully productive life. If I could only you know give one piece of advice, it would be this: write everything down. So have a calendar, whether it's paper or digital, it doesn't matter, a calendar that every appointment goes on to, okay? Don't try to keep anything in your head because if you've got kids and a business and a day job and a home to run and a marriage, you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to keep that stuff in your head. So every appointment, the minute it's made, gets put in the calendar, every task, every that needs to get done or that you you even if it's just I need to decide if I'm going to do x write down you know whether it's a notebook or a digital task manager you know that's a task decide if I'm going to do x put that on there get it out of your head and into that system paper digital whatever it is so that you're not carrying that stuff around in your head um our, our, our brains are better at having ideas than storing them. So writing them down takes some of that you know, weight off of your brain so you can use your brain for what it's good at, which is creative thinking, problem solving. You can't do any of that if you're trying to you know, remember everything. And when you want to be a good parent and a good spouse and a good business person, all those kind of things, you need to be able to be creative and be and solve problems and so the the number one piece of advice always is write it down don't say oh i'll remember that i need to pick up the dry cleaning nope <laughs> write it down write it down write it down that's that's number one uh number two is when you're when you are planning your you know days and so maybe like for you guys as an example maybe Make an appointment with yourself, the two of you together, to sit down once a week. Pick a you know Sunday afternoon when the kids are napping or whatever, um, but be consistent about it. Even if it's just for 15 or 20 minutes, and take a look at the coming week. What needs to happen? When when is it going to happen? Have the calendar in front of you. Have your list in front of you. Who's got to be where? Who's going to take them there? Um, what are we going to do on our podcast this week? Who's going to, you know, who's got a doctor's appointment? Who's going grocery shopping? What are we going to eat? Who's going to cook it? All, you know, just spend 15, 20 minutes looking at the week, planning those things out, getting them on paper, and then go about your business and live your life. I, I think those two things and make sure when you're doing that, as you're looking at the week, that you include time together and it doesn't have to be you know a romantic dinner somewhere even if it's just we're going to go for a walk together you know while somebody else sits with the kids what, whatever time together and time for each of you to have a little downtime that that needs to fit in there and if if the week is already too full for that stuff something else needs to go to make sure you're taking care of yourselves as individuals and yourselves as a couple because your kids are going to suffer if either of those things suffer 
that's my opinion. You know, I, I love what you're saying here because you're talking about planning for uh, the reaction instead of allowing things to happen and you reacting to it. So anticipate, yeah. anticipate's the word I'm looking for. Anticipate that time with your spouse. Anticipate that time with your children. Plan things out. Schedule th- stuff out. I have a plan for every hour of the week. Uh, and anticipate that stuff instead of reacting to it. When you react to it, you get caught off guard, right? You don't know what you're going to yeah. eat when your spouse comes home and your kids are going crazy. It's a lot easier to make bad decisions, go out to eat and stuff like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I love this idea of what you're talking about, of anticipating the week, understanding the week, getting in front of the week instead of allowing the week to happen to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a great way to put it. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Laura, do you have any uh, business or family resources that you would recommend that somebody use or check out? Hmm. That's, hmm. Let me think about that. Business or family resources. I guess I think there are a lot of good. <laughs> Sorry. Go what? That 15 minute uh, meeting with your husband is <laughs> probably a good one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I mean, there are tons of great books out there. And um, I'll try to uh, think of a couple good ones. And maybe I can share them with you to put in the show notes. There's so many, you know, great resources that way to help us learn. One, here's a, oh my gosh, what is it called? One of the, now that I'm thinking about a book that we read years ago that was so good. um, And I can't think of the name of it. But it was one of those sort of personality um, typing kinds of books, but it was for families. And I can picture the cover in my head, and I can't think what it's called. Yeah. I'll find it, and I'll give it to you for the show notes. But it was, you know, like everybody, kind of, there was like a test you could take of personality types, and everybody's categorized as like a, a beaver, a golden retriever, an eagle, and something else. I can't think. And, otter, and then the, that one, or a lion, or yeah, I, I think I have heard of it, but I don't know the name of it either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll find it and I'll share share the uh, the title with you. But why I'm thinking of it is we read it uh, actually with like a Sunday school class or something, and uh, went through it and what was great about it is understanding the another person, whether it's your spouse or your child sort of personality type and what your what's different, you know, your different personality type helps you to understand them better, why they do the things they do and why, you know, why maybe you have conflict between you. If you're, if you're a beaver, then you're like a worker bee and you want to get down to business and get stuff done. If you're a golden retriever, you just want to have fun and hang out and let's play and, you know, and, and, and you can have conflict over those things, or you can learn to understand each other. I think something like that. And there are lots of books that do that sort of thing, but I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. I can't think of the title of that one. I'll find it for you. Um, understanding each other I think that's a huge resource for people um so that something like that any anything and and studying it or reading it together and discussing it is tons of fun Um, Uh, I absolutely love it it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about understanding yourself and your own mentality and taking the initiative to better than understand your husband. That way you can have that 100% on both parties. Understanding your children, that way you can be 100% intentional 
on that relationship, mm -hmm. building yourself up, not sitting here and going, being greedy and going, oh, yeah, I deserve all these different things and being shouted and stuff like that, but building up your own mentality. That way you can better understand your spouse so you can understand your children and be the best version of yourself so that you can, in return, be the best parent, be the best spouse, making that marriage work, Absolutely. being intentional on it. Absolutely. Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. Where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're working on right now? Well, it's been my pleasure and a privilege to be here. I think probably the easiest way would be to go to the, the podcast website. That's theproductivewoman.com. And there's a contact form there. If you want, if somebody wants to send me a, a message, um, you can also find links there to the Productive Woman uh, Facebook page. All, all those sorts of things. Or, and you can always email me at laura at theproductivewoman.com. I love hearing from people. And, um, and so again, thank you so much for having me here. It's just been a delight. I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was great to have you. And you also have a Facebook group. Is that right? Yes, there's a Productive Woman Community Facebook group. It's only for women. Sorry, guys. I, I know guys listen to the show and I like guys. I'm, I'm married to one and I <laughs> raised three of them. Um, but, but the, the community, Productive Woman Community Facebook group is just for women, basically those who listen to the podcast and who want to just, you know, connect and support and encourage each other. There's great conversations going on in there. Lots of times when, when a woman will jump in there and say, Hey, I've got this issue I'm dealing with. Anybody got any ideas? And before I can even get there to throw in a suggestion, the community, women from all over the world are in there saying, well, here's what's worked for me. Or have you considered this and uh, hang in there? You've got this kind of thing. It's been a great experience for me to be part of that community. Awesome. Awesome. But thank you, Laura, again, for being here. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.